0: Good morning. This is the Real Estate Pros with Larry and Chad Jordan, broker at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC, and broker owner, Larry, or dad, if you (laughs) want to call in, right? Good morning. This is is a good Friday. It's amazing, you know, because Friday, it's Friday and like all week. Have you ever had weeks like this where it it seems like it can't be Friday yet? But that's good yes. news
1: because it is. But some days feel like it's been a long week just that day.
0: That's right. So it is Friday. So if you didn't know that, it is Friday. We're here from 9 to 10. And um, hopefully you'll grab some information about real estate this week or today that'll help you if you're looking at buying or selling or just thinking about it.
1: And we're going to be talking about the D's of real estate today?
0: Well, in our last um, investor workshop, um, exchange, I guess what the, the second Wednesday we do this. Um, so Dawn did a fantastic job hosted our last, uh, just this past Wednesday. And we talked about the three D's disclosure or due diligence and disclosure. And so what we, we really didn't get to just for the sake of time, the due diligence part, we talked a lot about disclosures, but not about due diligence. So we kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit on the show today.
1: Due diligence, all right. And let's, uh, just for everyone to know, some people knew we were going to have a guest uh, calling in today, uh, our representative, Joe Wilson. Uh, Joe has got tied up, but he will be back with us in a few weeks. I don't know what day yet, but he will be back. And, Chad, who's going to be with us next week?
0: So next week we're going to have Morris Lyles on the show. He's the president of the South Carolina Real Estate um, Association. So the South Carolina, so uh, this will be interesting because there's three levels, if you will, of the Realtors. Anyone who is a Realtor, you have the local Central Carolina Realtors Association, which is the group that every person in our area is a member of. Then you have the, the state Realtors, and then the national or the NAR, National Association of Realtors. So when we're members, we're members of all three, So but we're going to have the state president on to discuss some things that are happening in the marketplace um and and nationally as well
1: all right and he's going to be here in the studio with us
0: as far as i know he will be in the studio yes
1: okay well that'll be interesting so keep our phone number so you can call him next week and ask him all the questions nobody knows
0: that's right and if you have any questions for us today you can call in at 799-TALK remember you can also go to palmetto real estate pros to check out our podcasts that are on there, or if you have any questions, you want to email us, contact us in any way, you can certainly do that.
1: Yeah. Or listen live on the podcast or on the on, yes, on, that's on correct. The network. So we're here today, and uh, I'll let Chad get us started on some of the D's that we're going to be talking about, and that's not discouragement, despair, and those <laughs> things. <laughs> those can happen. <laughs> that can happen in real estate? It could,
0: but <laughs> we, we hope to avoid some of those things. So, yeah, what we're going to talk about is – Uh, the process, you know, because, you know, a lot of folks have in in their mind, you know, I'm just going to sell my house. The market's great. I'll put it on the market and I'll sell it. In two days. Right. And that's great. And it could work and it could be very easy. But, you know, maybe from the selling side or the buying side, whether you're an investor or a retail buyer or seller, there's always a process associated with buying and selling a house. And what we wanted to look at As far as buying, what are some of the things that are going to take place or that you would want to do before you bought a house just to make sure you know what you're getting?
1: Well, I think that's good even if somebody sells their own house. Some of these things are good to know just if you don't even hire a realtor and you're doing it yourself or if you're an investor is buying and selling real estate, getting started. Some of the things just good to know to keep in the back of your mind to make sure you don't make a mistake, get yourself or somebody else in trouble.
0: That's right. And one of those is uh, one of our sponsors is pest management systems. And Dina, if you're out there, hello. She was joined us a few weeks ago. Yes. And so um, that's one of those items is the pest um, inspection. That CL-100, somebody crawling up under the house, seeing if anything's wrong. As far as uh, bugs, wood-boring insects, moisture moisture uh, that's high, all those things. Snakes, snakes. Well, that's not a. Uh, dis- <laughs> you might want to know that, but yeah. it might not cost the sale, but it's uh, certainly cost some people some, some uh, maybe some sleepless nights. Well,
1: we had one that was rat-infested, Chad.
0: We've had them all, yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, somebody if no one's going up under the house, you know, to look, you don't know until. You don't want to be surprised by that.
1: Well, I'm not going to crawl under there for $50 or $75.
0: Right. So you let the professionals do that. That's so, right. But that's one of them is, you know, has the house been treated or does it have any issues under the house? So that's one of the things that you would want to check. And if you're an investor um, and you're buying a house as is, hopefully you would still have somebody check or you would do it yourself. Correct. If you if you have the skill and you know what you're looking at, certainly something you want to do, crawl up under the house if it's on a crawl space, or crawl up in the attic. You know, these are the things that people don't think about necessarily when you when the house looks okay from the outside.
1: So part due diligent would have the house inspected underneath. That's right. That nobody ever sees until they crawl under there.
0: That's correct. So that's one of those. And and, uh, Dina on her show, you can go back and listen to that show with pest management. There's a ton of information you can get just on that alone. And so that's something that can make or break a house deal if the house has got major issues underneath it.
1: And when's the best time to get that done? Before you sell the house? During the sale? Uh, Well,
0: if you're looking to sell your house, it would probably be a good idea to just go ahead and get it looked at before you put it on the market. If you know someone's going to look at it anyway, get it, go ahead and do it yourself. And then you're in control of that process.
1: Correct. It's better to know in advance and take care of it than when you're under the gun to finish closing. That's right. Okay. That's a good, that's a good point.
0: Uh, another one is, you know, these are just standard things that happen when people go to sell their house is heating and air inspections. You know, a, a um, a house, you could go in the house and it feels great. But do you know if it's uh, you know been kept up? Have the filter been changed? Does it have a leak in the coils? All these things the professionals will do that are very simple and really relatively inexpensive to check out that can save you many, many thousands of dollars down the road.
1: Yeah you know, we've often had like an air conditioning duct that's uh, got a hole in it or fell down and it's not the air's not flowing as well as it should. It's working, but it's not working correctly.
0: Right. I mean, we've had them where they're disconnected from, you know, the, the registers in the yeah. house. So cold air's blowing up under the house. And do we have a call on? Uh, okay, we'll we'll we've got Erica will hold on after the break. We've got a break coming up, but uh, we're going to continue to discuss these due diligence items. Some of the due diligence items are acquired by lenders. And uh, maybe Erica can touch on that. Some of them you just want to do yourself because you're going to be buying or selling the property.
1: Yeah, or if you're buying, you make sure it's being done, and you've got something, a CL one hundred showing you that the the property's good.
0: Right, so the lender doesn't really require you to do all these due diligence items, but it's in your best interest to do it. Correct. So you want to make sure you're, you you, if it's three hundred, two hundred, one hundred, whatever it is, it's worth it if you're buying a thousands and thousands, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar house. You want to make sure you know what you're getting into.
1: So we've um, only got a few seconds here. Chad, do you want to tell about who's coming on a little bit later, like Erica? And she's going to be talking mortgages and those kind of things? That's
0: right. Hang on after the break. Erica will be on the other side. We'll see you guys shortly. All right. I think we're back and it's friday correct it's still yeah, friday the day,
1: the day is friday it was when i got up i okay. don't know it good. could have changed in the process in the last few hours
0: Eric, are you with us i'm here okay it's friday correct
2: it is friday
0: okay good so what you got for us today
2: well everything seems we we had kind of uh, last week we saw a little increase in rates and then Um, yesterday we saw the market rally and rates. We got a rate improvement, which is great. So, you know, I think the good news for consumers is that rates are staying low-ish. You know, we've been told over and over again that rates are going to start to increase. I think that it is going to be a slow hike. Um, it it just really is, especially with, you know, Delta variant coming out, more hospitalizations. You know, I I think that they're really not going to, Uh, talk about tapering uh, money into the the mortgage-backed securities for a while now because they want to they want to keep that housing market strong. Um, So I think that's the good news for people is that number one I think you're going to have competitive historically low rates for you know for for a for a while. What is a while? I don't know 12 18 months you know I think you know I think that we're like I said I think we're going to see them start to slowly increase um, in the near future but um, it's good news for consumers. The other thing, I don't know if you all have experiences this or or not, but we're seeing a lot of buyers have uh, getting fatigued from shopping. And so a lot of buyers have uh, leased, you know, gone, gone into a lease situation. And so for those people that have been on the fence about maybe getting prequalified and starting their search, now would be a good time um, to kind of get back out there and and see what what else is there now that school's starting back. People need to also think, hey, let's get our house in the market. There are still a lot of people that want to buy. That's a lot very, of
0: very true, Erica. And we've seen that a, a good bit in our in our just in our office. And I'm sure it's not just in our office, but buyers that you've worked with that have put in three, four, five, six offers, and none of them gotten accepted. Just uh, kind of giving up and saying, you know, this is just not right i don't feel like i want to continue doing this and so they just kind of go back to renting and so it is a issue now we are seeing it we've had some good success here recently getting getting some offers accepted and things so hopefully that'll start um loosening up a little bit so it's a little more easier for folks to buy and sell and in
1: fact um, erica you just helped us close with april a few days ago so that was a good deal. Everything got done. Uh, she's grateful to you, I'm sure.
0: Yep. So there are, uh, I, I would encourage folks not to give up because there are properties out there and it is possible to buy a house if you're a buyer. And uh, there, they're, you know, there's always hope. And especially if you're working with some good folks like uh, the Palmetto Real Estate Group and and Erica help navigate that process to make it, you know, as painless as possible
1: and very quickly that's right and very quickly and uh you know what you were saying though erica i think april probably physically looked at 25 or 30 houses uh probably on paper and all maybe a hundred so it was an exhausting process for her i know but she hung in there and got it done so that's what we're telling people just be patient
0: and be committed be committed to the process yeah. and and walk through it and it'll happen you just got to be committed and and um you know I think what we're seeing with the folks that have kind of dropped out of the market and decided you know I'm just going to rent um you know in in a lot of cases weren't as you know committed as a you know as the next person who said you know i really i'm going to work through this and get a house
1: and here's the other flip side of that rental properties are getting harder and harder to find and the price is going yeah. up, up they're up high up.
0: high. so you're not really saving anything by
1: renting so, so get yeah, a piece th- a the lot
2: pie. of the pro- a lot of the problems sometimes we find is that you know a lot of these buyers especially first-time home buyers, they're getting a lot of advice from people that aren't experts in the kind of market that we currently find ourselves in um, and sometimes that can be detrimental to the process where people are getting misinformed from family members and friends who have purchased at different times. This is a different market unlike anything that we've ever really experienced before in the sense that we we really have just drastically short inventory. And so, you know, it's going to be hard to get seller's concessions. It's going to be hard to get um, everything on your repair addendum done. It, it's going to be challenging because there are Fifteen to twenty buyers behind you. And that you know, we've seen that a lot,
0: Erica. You're exactly right because I've probably heard from uh, first-time home buyers, mostly first-time home buyers, and and you know, maybe even other folks who've done it before who were in a different market say say things like, "Well, I'm not paying more than the asking price," and that's just a recipe for being disappointed because in this market you may pay more than asking price to get the property. You know, I yep. mean, so you just have to kind of deal with reality and you may not think it's fair, um, but it's where we're at and it's relative, you know, and folks looking at selling their house, they're going to get a lot more, but they may have to pay a little bit more, but they're going to get a ton more too if they're selling. So yeah. it goes both ways.
1: Yeah. And if you, and the, and the, the interest rates are so high now are so low that it, the trade-off is insignificant when you look at it, really.
2: Well, that's, that's my biggest concern with these, these people that have gotten pre-qualified that have decided that they're going to lease and they're in a year lease or, um, you know, an 18-month lease. You know, these rates may not be here in 18 months and that's going to impact the amount you qualify for. Um, and I think sometimes people don't realize that, that, you know, um, as rates go up, it becomes more expensive to borrow money. Therefore, it costs more in your monthly payment. So, and we're not talking about huge differences, but for first time home buyers that, you know, are maybe on their first job, you know, the difference of, you know, three quarters of a point may determine, you know, a different price range for them. And so I, you know, I tell them to, to really strongly consider just having a little bit of tenacity um, for the next couple months, because, you know, I always tell everybody I buy and sell real estate in the winter and everybody's like, why? And I was like, it's just a little bit easier. That's right. It's a little right. bit easier. Yeah. You know, and so people that are afraid that, you know, the spring market and the summer markets over and I, you know, actually we're getting ready to move into a time where it might be just a little bit more pleasant to, to actually go through the real estate process because it's not so, um, the, the system isn't so bogged down with, with volume.
1: That's a, that's a good point. Um, and speaking of points on the radio show here, since we are the point, um, just wanted to mention to something. Uh, Erica has, at times, if you're looking to buy a house and you're needing a pro like Chad, uh, come to our office, sit down. Erica has come and sat down with us as we're interviewing people and helping them getting the, getting a uh, property. So, Erica, we may have you come in our office once in a while with one of our clients here.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, and I mean, Larry and Chad have called me when they're sitting in front of people. Hey, can you talk to them right now? Absolutely. Um, and sometimes it just makes it, you know. I tell people if you haven't figured out the finance piece, you don't really need to be looking on the internet no. um, because you don't know what you're doing. You know, you don't know what price point you're in. You don't know. Um, and so I, I always tell them the first stop is is to to see what you can qualify for, even if it's six months down the road. You can start now, um, and and getting everything in line so that it's an easier process when you have 30 days before you have to move.
0: Erica. If someone is interested in considering that, how much does it cost to talk to you? Zero. (laughs) That's right. And I know a lot of folks are worried, like, you know, I don't want my credit pulled. Do you have to pull credit to talk to someone? No. Right. So you can get basic information if you know your credit score. Now, at some point when you get more serious, (laughs) your credit is going to have to be pulled, but to talk... To get information doesn't cost anything, and so if you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, call Erica um, and you know go through that process and determine you know when, if, if it's a good time now, or possibly later to go ahead and start that process.
1: And what program she has may work for you. Not everybody's in the same program.
0: That's right, Erica. I think we're getting close to a break coming up. Tell everyone how to contact you. I think we got a couple minutes. But uh, tell people how to contact you before we sure. wrap up this segment.
2: So you can reach on my cell phone, which is 803-528-5019. You can call the office phone, which is 803-999-3703. You can email me at erica at lendingpathmortgage.com. You can go to my website, which is www.ericahillwest.com. You can even find me on Facebook. Just search for the Erica Hill West Mortgage Group. And if you didn't have an opportunity to write any of that down, you can go to the palmetto real and all of the sponsor for the real estate show, all their information is, is conveniently located there.
0: That's right. So we appreciate you joining us today. And you know, if you're thinking about buying or selling call Erica, you don't have, it doesn't cost a thing to, to get information and you can contact us. And what we're going to do probably, if you tell us, Hey, I'm thinking about buying or selling is we're going to get Erica on the phone. So you yeah. could just bypass that whole process by talking to someone, a professional like Erica, before we begin the journey, because there's no way you want to start looking at properties before you know what you're qualified for.
1: And having a local person that can sit in front of you and help you is better than any of these people online.
0: That's right. That's right. Local is best. So thank you, Erica. We appreciate it. I- and, um, we will talk again very soon.
2: All yes, right. Y'all have a great
0: week. Thank you. You too.
1: Very good. Um, Erica is a champ. She, uh, she goes the extra distance sometimes, Chad.
0: That's right. And so there's a process. You know, we've, we've been talking about a due diligence process with buying, but there's, there's a process for the lending side as well. And so we're not experts on everything lending. We know enough but Erica will walk through that entire process with someone. Any good lender will do that. And so to tell folks what to expect before you sign anything.
1: Yeah. And she she's good at making sure you have all the documents that you need to speed that process up. Uh, she'll give you a list. She may even come knock on your door and say, I don't have my complete list.
0: Well, and and that's that's the point. It is a process and there's, there's there are pieces of paper, there are things that you need to provide. Um all of these things are not they should make perfect sense. You know, I need to verify my income. I need to verify that, you know, I've paid my bills in the past. I need to ver there's things that need to be verified. And so that's on the personal side when you're buying a property. And we're kind of more talking about the house that you find, the 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 property in a sense has to qualify. Correct. To. And so there's two the the personal qualifications and then the house that you're looking at has to appraise it has to meet certain qualifications for the lender to say hey we're going to loan this money because the house is going to be the collateral for us
1: so we'll talk about some of those d's right after the break all right
0: We're back. This is Chad Jordan with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Remember, you can check us out also at palmettorealestatepros.com. Check out the previous episodes and see all of our sponsors with links and whatnot on that site, palmettorealestatepros.com. And we're here today with Larry, Mr. Broker, owner, co-owner with the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC. We buy, we sell. We do real estate investing, property management, a little bit of everything.
1: That's incredible, Chad. I don't realize we do all that. We kind of eased into it piece by piece by piece, I think.
0: It makes me tired
1: when I I said all that. And now we're (laughs) teaching real estate. Right. So Uh, what's wrong with us?
0: I don't know. So (laughs) I think we like real estate. There's something about real estate that just draws you in and keeps you there.
1: Well, there's so much of it.
0: That's right. So, (laughs) and that's kind of where we're at today. We're talking about diligence, due diligence, and we talked a good bit about the uh, – we, we, we mentioned a – what did we mention? We talked about a, inspections. Uh, inspections. We talked about CO100 or the pest inspection. We talked a little bit about HVAC, which is the heating and air, getting that looked at. Uh, there's some other things that people may not think about initially when you're thinking about due diligence, and one of those is a survey. Should the house be surveyed? Because – Sometimes there's a survey on record at the courthouse, that's already there that was done uh, you know some years ago. and you know a lot of times the lenders can use a previous survey. Do you think someone should get a survey when they buy a house?
1: Perhaps. Um,
0: How much is a survey?
1: It could be anywhere from two or three hundred dollars to thousands, depending on the property.
0: Right. So why would someone want to get a
1: survey? If it's an old, old survey, and you'd never know. We hear all the time somebody's put a fence up in the wrong place and been there for 10 years. And when you get a survey, it shows those things that somebody's encroaching on your property or they've set another shed in the backyard on your property. So, And we've had people where builders, believe it or not, their driveway is encroached on a brand-new house on the other property next door.
0: So we always encourage people to get a survey because you just never know you don't know and you know there's a you know with uh, gis which is the mapping service that you see online when you go on to the um you know like lexington county that's so accurate the, the websites that you go to they have a, uh, a like an overlay that has um, a plat that you can see the lines of the property that is not necessarily and they tell you right on that site this is not Necessarily the lines of the property.
1: Oh, my. That's just <laughs> depressing. Right. So
0: you have to pay someone to go find stobs in the ground or whatever's out there um, to actually determine what the real uh, lines are at the property. And we've had this come up many times in neighborhoods where someone, uh, you know, built a fence on, you know, they didn't ask, they just put a fence up. They thought they knew the property line and it's not the property line. And so, think about this. If you buy a property and you did not get a survey and there's a fence on your property, what do you have to do then? Are you going to ask the neighbor to tear down their fence? You might. might. And so it's much better to know that before you buy it though, Mm -hmm. because it would be better to have the previous, the, the seller to deal with that instead of you dealing with it. Correct. And, um, there was a property I heard about in a very upscale neighborhood where a builder, uh, people were, wanted to add on to their garage. They wanted to make a three-car garage. And so the, the uh, con- contractor went out to the property, looked at it, and added another garage. Done, right? Sounds great. People want to sell their house. Two years later, guess what? That garage was over on the other person's property by four feet. Holy cow. And so what do you do now? Do you tear down the garage? Do you have to pay the person for their land? So all of these questions must be addressed before you, or they should be. You want them addressed before, for yeah. sure. You don't want to deal with this after you buy something because you just wanted to save $450, $500, whatever it cost.
1: Well, and neither neighbor recognized it until it went for sale.
0: That's right, because the person got a survey. Mm-hmm. And we've had other cases where there's been you know, things underground like uh, sewer lines and stuff where I think we had one in Lexington County years ago where someone built a beautiful uh, workshop in the back of the yard and sitting, you know, they never pulled a permit because they did it themselves, right? Our yeah. favorite words, yeah. I did it myself. So they laid a slab or poured a slab, built a nice workshop, didn't realize the slab was over a sewer line, over right. that crossed of the back of the property. And so that may be fine for years and years and years. But if there's a problem with the sewer line, does the sewer people have to ask permission to take that up?
1: No, they have a right
0: of way. And they have an easement. And so these are real things that really do happen. And these are the source of many lawsuits. Because think if you're the seller of that property, you didn't disclose it. And you said, well, I just didn't know. I don't know, usually doesn't suffice in court.
1: No, it's and usually in the law, it's not what you know. It's what you should know or should do. So, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, I didn't know. I was supposed to stop at that stop sign there. It was so hard to read. If you go through it, they can still stop you and give you a ticket. Well, it's the same
0: thing if, if you're going 55 and a 35 you get pulled over and the policeman says you were going 55 and you said, well, I didn't know.
1: I didn't see a sign.
0: Well, oh, you didn't see the sign. Oh, okay. So no ticket for you. You didn't <laughs> see anything. You didn't know. So you're excused. That's how it works, right? No. Not not so much. <laughs> so, yeah, so we need to know what we're getting. And that's one of those issues. And, um, you know, nobody, especially a first-time homebuyer, you know, anybody, they don't want to spend more money. But it's worth a few dollars to get a to, to make sure you know what you're getting. Well, let
1: me ask you this question, Chad: The house is only twelve fifteen years old. Should they get a roofing letter?
0: You know, anytime someone wants to get something to verify something, we're not going to say no. Because well,
1: I mean, it's fifteen years old. What is the roof says it's got a twenty year shingle. Well,
0: those are those are good questions. I mean, so. If someone wants to verify something, this is the opportunity. When you're buying a house, you have a, a, a window of opportunity, typically in, in the contracts we have. Now, it could be any time based on whatever the contract says, but the contract the, the contract we use has a 10-day due diligence period. Right. And so if you want to do anything, that's the time to do it. You If you wait after that period, then you may be past the due diligence period and the contract is in a hard contract where you can't go back and ask. Hey, fix this! I found this out later. Correct. So you you have the there is a period of time to do all these these diligence items.
1: All right. What are some other things that are good to have? Uh, you know, these inspectors that come in and inspect houses do a thorough job. They really do, for the most part.
0: And that's why we would recommend people get a home inspection. Is it required? No. No. Is it a good idea? Yes. I mean, you are buying a, you know a property, a home. And so if you're going to be buying a home, it makes sense to see what all the details of that home. The home inspector, a great home inspector is going to look at every aspect of that home, the plumbing, the you know, check the for any leaks. They're going to go up in the attic. They're going to check the the water heater. Now, they there are limitations on what they can do. And so when they look at electrical they're not going to open up the wall, but they will check out as best they can the connections, the a panel box. They they pull off the cover, look at how it's tied in with the breakers. Um, all these items a good inspector is going to do, and so you will have a thorough report. And so uh, we always advise our buyer clients that when you get this report, don't be surprised if it's 30, 40 pages. And it's kind of it can be kind of overwhelming if someone says, "Oh my gosh, it's a thirty-page report." But the house must be terrible. It may or may not be. It may just be they're giving. It's it's a, just a thorough report of they're everything just, they find. Just
1: saying, hey, the light bulb's not working.
0: Right, and if the light bulb's not working, how does the report read?
1: It says check with an electrician.
0: That's right. So because he's not going to take a pack of bulbs with them and screw in bulbs everywhere. The light's not working, but it might just be a bulb that's out.
1: That's correct.
0: So you need to be aware when you get these reports, how to read the report. And that's why you need a great professional helping you through that process. When we get those reports, we can usually look at and say, well, this, these are the things that are major. Um, These are things we need to get addressed or ask the seller to help us with. Now in today's market, Erica was mentioning, Uh, oftentimes the the offers made are as is. So you make an offer as is. That means that it could be two ways. It could be as is with a diligence period or as is with no diligence period. Most of them that we're seeing are as is with a diligence period, meaning you're still going to do inspections, and you can, if you don't like what you see on these inspections or this due diligence, you can get out of the contract or you just kind of have to live with it.
1: Yeah, one of the two. And there's, you know, there's minor things. A sink's dripping. We'll put a new washer in it or something. It's not the end of the world. But uh, some of them, these guys find mistakes that sometimes you wouldn't see, like a panel box. You wouldn't know it's an outdated panel box.
0: And one of those items that we see a lot with older houses is, and if you're listening out there, check your panel box. If it's a Federal Pacific panel box if it says federal pacific on it this is a red flag for all inspectors because the federal pacific boxes were known to um, be a fire hazard the breakers didn't trip properly or something um, and so they always recommend those to be replaced does it have to be replaced no but it's going to be the recommendation if the home inspection is done so you might want to look at that in advance correct so these are all kind of issues that come up in that due diligence period there's there's a multitude of things that you could make a list of that could happen. So, for instance, one of those is the property in a flood zone. That's going to be an issue, and that's going to be listed online as well. But these are all the things that could you want to take a look at before you buy or sell, really, your house. That's a house.
1: good reason for most people to use a realtor a realtor is probably going to get you as much money as you would selling it on your own and protect you. Uh, now I would probably not just say a realtor, get a good realtor that that's been in the business more than a day or a broker that has been around a while that they can help their agents understand how to read these reports.
0: Well, and there's a little point there that not every agent is a realtor.
1: That's right.
0: So you have to be a member of the realtor association to be a realtor. They're, are folks in our area that aren't realtors doesn't mean they're a bad agent but you may want to make sure the person that you're working with is a realtor and they would have to disclose that
1: yes and uh, there's there's good bad and everything about selling your own property it's just do you have the time and the resources to vet every person that comes knocking at your door
0: that's right so we'll kind of finish this discussion up when we come to the other side Hang in there. Go to palmettorealestatepros.com. You can't start any better than with the boss, right? That's right. You're the boss. Oh, I'm the boss. You're the boss.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, right. Chad, you had mentioned when we were taking the break about speaking of due diligence, um probate was one you just mentioned. What happens if someone husband, wife passes away? They have the house. Is there some due diligence required there for them to sell the property?
0: Well, if you're buying a property, hopefully, if you're buying it and it's been listed by another agent, the part of that has been addressed already. But there have been many times where people have called us out to say, Hey, help me sell my house listed, or I would like you to buy my house only to find out later. They can't sell the house. They and, can't sell it. It's their house. I know, but that's the problem. It's not their house, but they, they, but they're on the deed. Well, maybe they are, maybe they're not. They could be on the deed, but someone else is on the deed with them. So for instance, if, you go out to a house to list it or to buy it if you're in that business um and the husband or the wife calls you out to the house and says oh yeah i have authority to do everything i can my husband my wife my whoever told me to go ahead and sign sign up to sell my house or to list the house they may not if if two people are on the title if three people are on the title four people are on the title every one of those people on title have to sign agreeing to whatever's done with that property.
1: Wow. Well, okay, they agree to it and just sign it. Does that make it okay, or do they need to – I mean, suppose it's inherited.
0: Well, and that, these are some of the questions. This is definitely part of the due diligence process. So um, we just had a house that you're working on now where uh, a husband had passed away in a fortunate situation, right? So yes. the wife is left with the house. Um, And some people think that automatically means they own the house because we were husband and wife and it's my house now. Well, there's a probate process when someone passes. Now, there are deeds that are written such that it says, um, you know, so it may say uh, husband so-and-so, wife so-and-so with right of survivorship. That means when the person, one person passes, it goes automatically to the next person.
1: Kind of like a will
0: kind of like a will but if it doesn't say that it's going to have to go through a probate process and so if there's kids and there's other relatives it'll have to be determined who gets title to that property how is the title going to transfer
1: well if it's in a will it would be pretty simple wouldn't it if this person wrote down who gets what where you would hope you would hope
0: right so but,
1: but it still can get convoluted a little it bit.
0: it can and and um as a matter of fact Dawn has been working on one for over six months where a sister said, I own the property. It was given to me, but it was never actually written given to her. (laughs) So you're working with the wrong person potentially. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure you're working with the right person who has the authority to sign. And most of the time people don't, they're not maliciously trying to get away with something. They just think they can do it. We've actually had people um, that the attorneys told us about where um, someone with the power of attorney has tried to sell a property with a person who's passed. So a, a power of attorney or the attorney, the, the power of attorney, the piece of paper that gives the person authority, only lasts as long as that other person is living. So it, it, there's, there's all these different things that you need to make sure you're working with the right party. And especially if it's uh, something that has been inherited, you want to make sure you're dealing with the proper people.
1: And and if you're a person that you've inherited something, you might want to make sure you go to the courthouse and make sure all the documents are filed so you can sell it. And if there's something there, they can tell you immediately and go get it fixed.
0: So the one that you're working with now, so just recently, as of like yesterday, (laughs) so what, what happened? So,
1: well, the woman' husband passed away. They did uh, give her a new deed with it in her name, but the stipulation with that from the court is since she had children and there was no will, uh, so she died what they call intestate. Uh, there was no will. Uh, the children were inheriting ha- the other half of the property from dad. They had to sign away their rights to it to give it to the mother so that mom could sell the property. And that was a process of getting everybody to sign it, get it back to the courthouse, get it recorded. So that the attorney closing it could properly close the house with the general warranty deed.
0: So you had to go to the courthouse or you did this for your client. This is another reason why you want a professional you're working with. You took care of it for them because this person lives out of state. That's correct. And you went to the courthouse, filed the paperwork, and so really though, in that situation, if one of those kids decided, I'm not gonna do this, I don't I'm I'm estranged from mom, I didn't like dad, whatever, could they have cost this wholesale?
1: Absolutely. Cause well, unless somebody wanted to buy it and only own three quarters of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So this is how important this is. This is part of this due diligence process is yeah. make sure you're working with the proper party and if you're selling Make sure there's nothing clouding the title, nothing, no other liens. The The legal term will be encumbrances. That's that's uh, keeping you from selling the property. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, you know, there's paperwork that needs to be filed, and just people never did it because it's within the family. And so it's just a family transfer. They don't think much about it. It's all, everybody's getting along fine. And, and you know, now you've got a now you're trying to sell it you need to make sure it's everything is filed properly
1: yeah in fact um my daughter uh amber your sister, Chad, has got a property down in Beaufort that uh, is about a $300,000 property and uh, everybody's passed away in the family so the courts are trying to sell it and they've asked uh, asked her to do some work so we're going to be looking at see what it might take for us to purchase that piece of property down in Beaufort. Well, this is news to
0: me. I didn't know she had a property in Beaufort. This well, is great she, news.
1: She doesn't have it, but oh. we're trying to buy it. Okay. We just, and I just got all the information yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, you have
0: learned this at the same time I have. This is great news. We may have a property in Beaufort. <laughs>
1: Well, we don't know yet. <laughs> we're working <laughs> it de- on it. It depends on the court what they'll let us do or not. I
0: need to speak to my sister again. Yeah. I need Let's... to apologize for all those things I've done. Uh-oh. I need a piece of this property, right? <laughs> I need to be on title.
1: Well, that's what we're going to talk about. But these are due diligent things. That The reason I think about it is a family just never thought to do anything. There's no wills, no nothing, and we can't find the family members. So it's just one of those situations that, it's in limbo
0: this is another good point it's a side note but if you are alive go ahead and do a will it's so simple to do you can find them anywhere wills online whatever put something in paper on what you plan to do with the property that you own and make it easier for your family it's not necessarily for the person that's passing because they're going to be gone doesn't matter they don't care about their property but for the family that it leaves behind, it solves so many problems and heartaches. And we've seen it over and over again where families get so upset with one another and just divides families over, you know, no one saying, hey, this is what I want to happen when I'm gone.
1: Yeah, and you can, I mean, go online, get a will. I mean, they're free. And then go get it recorded. So it's not hard, but sometimes we're just living life so abundantly, we well, forget to do the little things.
0: I think there's a Proverbs or Ecclesiastes says eternity is in our hearts, something like that. So we all feel like we're going to be here forever. Unfortunately, we do all have one thing in common for absolute fact. We all will not live forever. So we know it's coming. (laughs) So might as well just go ahead and put something on paper, let folks know how we want things to pass when we're gone.
1: Yeah. And talk to your children and your spouses about it. Make sure they all understand it.
0: All right, so we're getting close to the end, so I want to remind folks to go to the Palmetto, not the, it's Palmetto com. You can listen to all of the podcasts from the shows. Um, you can get all of the access to our sponsors. Um, if you need roofing, if you need yard care, if you need um, uh, pest control, if you need uh, Erica for lending, you can check out all of those items on that, website palmetto com,
1: and you can get a hold of larry that's right by going there or just calling our office at area code 803-939-8562 if we're not in the office or it's weekends or after hours just leave a message we will call you back
0: that's right so there's tons of activity happening in this market make sure you're working with someone who knows the market knows what they're doing if you're thinking about selling or buying, be sure to contact us. Go to PalmettoRealEstatePros.com or call eight zero three nine three nine eight five six two.
1: And would be negligent if you're thinking about getting into real estate. Call us or get a hold of Frankie at the Real Estate School for Success.
0: That's right. He still has the school and doing a fantastic job getting people up and going, getting their license so that they can get into the real estate market.
1: And he's remodeling his office right now during this time when they can't get in the office. Uh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, we wish him the best with his remodel.
0: That's right. Okay. All right. So we've got a few more seconds here. So make sure if you are thinking of buying or selling, check out our website. And I don't think we mentioned our website. Uh, the company site is com. So you can go there, check out, uh, there's questions and answers there. We have things that discuss all the different aspects of real estate we do. If you're interested in property management or having someone take care of a property that you own, um, if you are looking at learning more about rent to own, lease with an option to purchase, or if Put you just... There's a little video there for yeah, that. Yeah, videos. So if you if you want any more information, certainly check that out. And we are wrapping up our time here today. Hopefully, we'll see you or hear from you next week at the PalmettoRealEstatePros.com.
1: We'll be here live next week with our guest.